Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I mean, not that Mexican people don't own ski boats. I just mean they don't own ski boats in North Florida where only white people live. Yeah. Um, anyways, so they're having this jalapeno festival, okay. and uh, Sears doing all the design work for it. So I got to go, obviously. Right. And... Uh, I was checking out the site for like what's going to be happening at the at the event, right? And they were having a jalapeno eating competition, mm. and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Okay. I was like, just, "I was kind of worried for her friend who's putting it on uh-huh. that like maybe not enough people would sign up because you never know, right?" And so I'm like, "Well, at least I will." You, you're that add. you're that first guy that goes into the beach right after a shark attack. You know, you're like, "It's exactly. fine, <laughs> get in the water." <laughs> I stuck my dick right into that vacuum, huh. uh, and so. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we're going to see how that goes. But because I have to be ready to eat a shitload of jalapenos on April 13th. Uh-huh. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're in San Antonio area, you should get tickets to the Jalapeno Festival, I should say. Okay. They're our sponsor this week. <laughs> you'll, you'll have a chance to beat half of the uh, Revelations podcast. <laughs> you're not coming up? Anyways, um, <laughs> no, I will not be making an appearance. So I'm go- I, I wanted to train myself. So a bunch of people went to Buffalo Wild Wings last night. All right. Our other sponsor for the week, and uh, <laughs> great, keep it coming. And so I got I got really really spicy wings, just mm-hmm. not not the spiciest because jalapenos aren't the spiciest. But I went hotter than I normally do mm-hmm. just to like, you know, get in the zone. Vax- vaccinate Anyways, yourself. I got it. My asshole is like scorched earth right now. Okay, so. great. Yeah, um, that's why it took me a while to get in here to record with you. Oh, fantastic. It's like, it wasn't even a long poop. Is that a real thing? I've heard that before. I mean... Yeah. I had to, like, very gently wipe. Maybe it's just my one-quarter Mexican gut, but uh, I can eat I can eat fucking anything. It doesn't... None of it bothers me. Can you rub it? Okay, here's it. All that it is is that it's the oleoresin capsicum has gone through my body okay. and is now touching another piece of my sensitive skin. Right. Which is my butthole. Right. So my, no, my, my mouth my, and my, 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 my gut juices just gobble it up. None of it. They dissolve it. None of it, it passes. Maybe, None maybe shall my pass. body just doesn't dissolve it. That's yeah. what it is. It's like Native Americans can't uh, uh, bio-decompose the alcohol in their blood. It just keeps so, circulating wait. them until they get into a truck. <laughs> Yikes. I thought that only happened in Canada. Uh, no, I heard that's a real thing. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that because... Uh, uh, alcohol consumption was common in uh, Nordic and European cultures that we uh, evolved. Uh, yeah, pale eyes means you usually have a high alcohol content. Yeah, or, you you uh, evolved the ability to uh, digest it. You know, uh, your liver sure. evolved the ability to process it, whereas like Native Americans and South Americans and stuff. Uh, even though a lot of them had access to alcohol, like the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Native, Native Alaskans, it's a real problem up there. I know for damn sure high... I can't handle my alcohol. <laughs> I am... No, I, I can black you up on that one, my friend. Yeah, I'm gross. You're a mess. I'm a fucking You're, slop. You get white girl wasted. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this two Zimas? <laughs> get out of my way. 
uh, riddle good. me this batman um healthy healthy okay let's cut the shit um we finished leviticus on sunday we did that was fun huh and if you're listening to this hopefully it's wednesday <laughs> it should be wednesday hopefully. i mean we're recording in time to put it out yeah by god then. bless us um, I'm going to be doing all this on an airplane, which is fun. Oh. So I'm going to be doing the editing. So, so you know the be... quality will not drop. Well, no distractions. It's hard to beat rock bottom. No distractions. Um, my first thought here is that maybe we should introduce ourselves. This is the Revelations podcast. You're on a recap episode. This should not be your first episode. I'm I will say that. Cole Delusky. I'm Grant DeVoice. I wonder if people just tune in for the recaps, because I don't think that's something you should do. No, we do not do. cover fact, really the data. We're not going to sum it up. We're, this is just our thoughts. We, do you know what? If I find out that anyone's doing that, I'm going to hire Michael Avenatti to go after your ass. <laughs> okay. I'm going to drag you to court. <laughs> Great reference. I don't, okay. He <laughs> get uh, dude. He set, we set him up and he knocks him down. He knocks him down. Um, shake and bake. <laughs> if there's someone I want to be on the team with, it's him. What does he got going on? Can we get him on the podcast? I think so. He's in tr- he's in a lot of legal trouble, so if we throw him a few bucks, he ought to do it. <laughs> All right. He has to go to the podcast and suck me off. We'll throw, All right. Throw 50 bucks. Well, I, I've offered to have a lot of people on Twitter onto the podcast whenever I see the opportunity, uh-huh. so they're all in line first. Uh-huh. But if none of them accept, which so far is what's happening, okay. then we'll have Avnati on. Sad. Um, so, yeah, again, uh, did we already? I know I said I'm Cole Delusky, right? I said my name. Oh, okay, great. Man, all this Michael Avenatti shit wipes my mind. Uh, so, Yay. again, this is a recap episode. We will not be covering any new information. No new grounds. We're not going no into new numbers. Grounds. This is just a side app where we kind of... Sometimes we go back. It's it's more like it's just us digesting it. This is really the most book club format, that, you know, which is true to what we're attempting with this stupid bullshit we do every week. Yeah, it's... um. Sorry, I'm pulling up the notes that we had. Okay. So that I have. Um, yeah, it's these are these are great because there's a lot of stuff that I think falls through the cracks, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but some it some things do. And then also, you you read a thing, and then you you, you go at the moment like, the "Fuck is this shit?" And then when you finish the book, you're like, "Okay, all right." The Bible's written like shit to the point where sometimes you're like, "Why the fuck does this matter?" Because I honestly think it might have been written all jumbled up. So sometimes well, you kind of need the you kind of need the big picture to understand what you were reading previously. Yeah, what I want to do even is at the end of the Pentateuch, right? When we finish Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. which is hey, we're two we're three fifths of the way there. Hell yeah! Um, when we do that, I want to have a Pentateuch recap episode. Hell yeah! Right, because I think that there's a lot we can talk about regarding the documentary hypothesis regarding who wrote it like let's let's really dig into that once we get to it because the, the, a lot of what we did in leviticus kind of ties into that and i don't want to dive too much into it because i kind of want to save up and blow my whole load all over the all five books all oh, right you never want to yeah good yeah uh so let's get into it this is leviticus it is leviticus and i'm gonna tell you coming through it i hated it i don't know I mean, it, it has, wasn't fun. It's it's odd because I definitely, I have no idea what the fuck I'm getting into when I start reading these. Um, yeah. Except for like a very basic what I thought it was going to be, or like once you start telling people that you're reading the Bible, I feel like they don't really read it, you know, because which maybe because you don't really have to, you know, like who gives a shit? 
uh, a lot of it's meaningless. You know, this is how you maintain the tabernacle. This is what you do with oils. I don't give a shit. This has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with my life. Why? Why am I? Why should I take the time to digest this information? You know, uh, this so, is how you kill a goat. You know, whatever. What I think most people do is that they'll open the Bible and they'll look for meaning in it, right? Like I hear it's a theme that I heard a lot growing up in the church. It's like people will be like, sometimes I just let the Holy Spirit lead me to a page. And like whatever I see there is what God wants me to see. That's and like dumb. oh, it is dumb. <laughs> and like in Christians' defense, a lot of Christians will, be, will tell you that's dumb as well, right? Yeah. Um, but um, Leviticus, especially, I feel like if you were like, hold on, God, I want to just, I'm just gonna thumb through the Bible and wherever my tongue lands, I want, I'm gonna read that chapter and, and take it on. And if you land okay, on Leviticus, this. fuck. Watch this. I've been a Christian long enough. That I can do it. Well, <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind. Are you ready? All right. All right so I'm, I've got just Leviticus. I'm letting it fall open to one of the pages, slapping my finger on it. All right. This is the verse I'm going to read. <clears throat> the person to be cleansed must wash their clothes, shave off all their hair out, bathe with water, yeah. and they must and they will be ceremonially clean. After this, they may come into the camp, but they must stay outside their tent for seven days. I think what God's telling me here <laughs> is that it's is that I'm to letting cheat on a, your wife. I'm. Like, <laughs> Time to, it's time to start meth off a fucking dude's do a boner. Thing. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> that was no, you, you. That was too good. I, <laughs> I just, I just no, do but, the Ted Haggard thing where it tells me to suck off a guy and snort <laughs> meth off his boner. That's what every part in of the Bible tells me. In a Motel Six. Yeah. yeah. No. So you can just. I mean, watch this. I'm gonna do it in my like affected Christian voice. I just feel like God is telling me that I'm letting sin build up. You know, He's talking about shaving off hair and taking off dirty clothes. I just have these these things that I'm letting get between me and my relationship with God, like my personal relationship. And I need to strip those away. I need to be clean again. Your list, like just, your list even sounds more Christian. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, hi. It was a Christian list. Ha, ha. This is the Christian. This is the Christian list. Ha, oh yeah. Well, I gotta, Oh, I just feel like, I just feel like I like, like, it's not a lisp. It's like a valley girl ish. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking it, about. It I didn't. I didn't really pick up on it until you did that impression. Because the first time I ever it's heard it. It's because it's so fucking non-threatening. I like. I like agree with like micro evolution, but I don't agree with like <laughs> macro evolution. Like, yeah, you're fucking brilliant. I just like. I don't like how like people can like read the Bible and like like try to interpret it. Just take it for what it is. <laughs> wow, I feel like I just sat through an entire Sunday school. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow, you nailed it. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So they can do it. The point is that I just flipped to a random, like you can do it. You can take something from Leviticus and make it air quotes apply to your See, life. You I, know? I think it's hard. interesting because, well, we both date artists, but I don't know if we both sort of encountered the same douchebag artist circle. Like I think I think your wife's art is a lot fucking cooler <laughs> than the art that I experience. Well, she deals with like she deals with like business people. Okay, right? She's she's like on the corporate side. Because I dealt with a lot of just straight up douchebag poor artists, and yeah, you're yeah, just like, yeah. what is this? It's like what I did is I dipped a basketball in paper mache and then I shaved my pubes on. It. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's its own dogma. Yeah, right? and they're just it like, is. well, that just it just represents the fact that uh, you know the Earth is like slowly warming, and the government and the <laughs> Trump. And I'm like, all right, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, like, I I don't. I think you're just looking for meaning and bullshit, and that's kind of how I feel whenever I 
think about any part of this Bible. Maybe I'm just tainted from it, but... Well, graciously, I waited until Sierra got through that phase with all those artists before I decided <laughs> to get the fucker. Yeah. No, I was, I was there for the meat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what, what is this? What I did is I took a picture of a parakeet, and then I put a sombrero on it. I'm like, okay. And it's like, it's, that act, that's, it's, that's hot. It's because it, <laughs> it, it represents the uh, stereotypes that Mexicans deal with. I'm like, I don't get it. Okay, Oh, fine. no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that you thought were important. Um, and then I'm gonna bring I'm gonna Google this out at the end, right? Great. But I'll, I'll save that for the for the end of it. What'd you take away from Leviticus? So man? I mean, at its core, Leviticus is supposed to be the rules and the priestly sort of the book for for the priests. I think is that a fair? Well, that's yeah, it's, it's Le- Levi Leviticus. Literally, kind of what yes. it um, uh, separates to. Although, as I've been calling it on Twitter, Litviticus. I feel like. Because God wrote uh, roasted Aaron's sons. <laughs> it, it, it's almost, I almost feel like it's too obvious or that I'm not giving the Bible a fair shake when I'm like, it feels more like a deal with the fucking devil. Okay. You know, like the whole point is that God pulls these uh, Israelites out of Egypt and they had their little tiff, their little fight, like, okay, a little, a little bit manipulative, I would think, kind of like a manipulative boyfriend, you know, where like. When they want something from you, they got to play little fucking head games, you know? Like, oh, I'm going to break the commandments now, and I'm going to key your fucking car. And they're like, what is your problem? Yeah. You know, like, like, do you love me? You have to prove it now more than you did before. Now you owe me, you know? Sure. Like, let's continue this relationship, but now I've got my fucking thumb on you, you know? Yeah, why'd you give him that power? Yeah. So, <laughs> so God basically states, like, your ass belongs to me now. And here are my fucking rules. And in case you were wondering, I kind of fly off the handle sometimes. Yeah, it's... I think, and and I said I wasn't going to get too much into the documentary hypothesis, but the reason that it's like that, I think, is because different writers of this book have different ideations of God. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing literally... It's not that he's bipolar, it's that he is... Written by different people. people. He's like the Joker. Like it just depends on whose story who's telling the story. Like his past is multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, that trailer. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. It's fucking it looks, awesome. It looks okay. more interesting. Anyways. Gamers so yeah, he, he he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> we do live in this society. Uh <laughs> he is God is not even a single thing. He's all these different um uh depictions. And one of those, I think, one of the craziest ones is that he is he's a reincarnation of these older pagan gods, right? Well and so like Go ahead, continue. Go ahead. Continue, continue. Oh, I was kinda gonna riff well, on what I was gonna say, bowl. like I, I there's so many different things that confuse me. Uh Moloch, especially, I think is a compelling character and what that really means for Leviticus. That uh so to to, to recap, Moloch was a bull god that they sacrifice children who was kind of fucking evil. Is that about Maybe. fair? I mean, here's the thing. Here's how crazy he was a bull. Here's how crazy off this can be. Moloch might also just be a word that means child sacrifice. That's mm-hmm. not even a deity. So so little is known about these times, which is awfully convenient, but <laughs> um we don't know. You know, we don't know really what they're referring to. It's the craziest thing about the Bible is that the way that we interpret it, we don't even know what the fuck they're really saying. We have to take our best guess, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I guess. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's a mixed bag. I'm going, and maybe I'm taking my biases and slapping it on there, but I think it's more just like, maybe it's like the fracturation, like, like, like Protestant, Methodist, Baptist, that there's these kind of core religions that all basically have the same ideology and the same God, but sure. sometimes they get a little off the handle, you know? Yeah. Like Westboro. Like Westboro would be like the Moloch types. And then, you know, you might... <laughs> the fun ones? Yeah. The fun ones? <laughs> ones, you know. Uh, you know, these different tribes and all these different ideologies and stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems to me pretty arbitrary and pagan, you know? Like, this is what we do with semen. Well, why is semen so fucking important, you know? Like, why, why, why is period blood such a big fucking deal, you know? Yeah, and why is semen so salty? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good point. Uh, <laughs> why does it make such shit shampoo? I'll tell you that much. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you it makes a shit wood glue. <laughs> I mean, I think the obvious answer is that it's mostly born of superstition. So let, let's roll into. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google you. Give so <laughs> we have. You're about to have your googling exercises. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, tweet him. Tweet at him. <laughs> I hope he's not on Twitter. He doesn't deserve it, or Twitter doesn't deserve, deserve him, yeah. rather. Um, so, the let's talk about fiestas. Let's yeah. talk about the festivals that are <laughs> fiestivals that are going down. Um, they are. Ba- so, if you if you read it, these are pagan festivals. They're made off of the harvest. They're made off of, uh, you know, the planting time. If you look at the way that the Passover and the uh, Festival of Unleavened Bread are introduced, now it feels that they're the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Passover led right into Unleavened Bread, right? So, and it's all it's all tied to this history of the Jews that God passed over them, and then they left, and they had to eat Unleavened Bread because they were on the run. Well, traditionally, there was already in existence this uh, animal sacrifice festival that would tie right into Passover, mm-hmm. and there was this un this like farmer festival about harvest that would have tied into the unleavened bread festival because of grain and all that. And it's pretty clear to scholars that it wasn't until later that it was tied into this whole getting out of Egypt thing. Like these were straight up older pagan based things. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the first time. I mean, like when you think about like. Um like Christmas and shit, you obviously have a pagan holiday that then people tied back to some, you know, pseudo-religious significance, you know? Sure. What's um, craziest for me about it is that Kugel talks about it, and he's he's in tune with scholarship. He's written dozens of books. He's respected in the Jewish community. He, he considers himself Jewish, the religion, and but still is knows outright that the bible is inaccurate right uh but he, he i mean that makes me kind of lose respect for him i don't know um it's that he see so <laughs> that's a pretty not, i mean i don't know why i go out of my way to call him a shit but uh my you, instinct no that's fair like, what the fuck i mean i'm sure he would explain it to you better than i could right now but uh he and he does in his forward but we won't get into that right now my point being that this is a respected author that talks about how in scholarship it's understood that uh, the Passover is born from these older pagan rites. If you if you go on the Wikipedia page for Passover, it's crazy. There's no mention of any of this. 
It doesn't have a tab. It doesn't have a footnote about this. It's really weird to me that as I'm trying to do research to kind of because he says this stuff in the audiobook. Unfortunately, I'm listening to an audiobook, so I can't just make notes in the page. So I try to like find examples of it. And oftentimes, if I dig hard enough, I can. And it's like, okay, here's where he's talking about. Here's where he got that. Here's the actual source for that. It's so hard to find it. And I feel like that's because our religious people are glossing over it as best they can. It's, uh, it is, I, I could believe it. I could believe it that at some point when you're like, hey, I found out that God isn't really like, eh, I don't publish that shit. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That, it gets a little conspiratorial. But um, I know that uh, a lot of research and science that is like try to delve into like what actually did happen and where life came sure. from and stuff. A lot of it hits roadblocks just from within, even within the people who are doing it, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I, I've met evolutionary biologists that almost don't want to know the truth. They're like, well, you know, I, I, I really want to focus on this very small sector of what I'm doing. And I don't want to know the big picture because I've already sort of, I don't want that to conflict with what my held beliefs already are. Yeah, we don't want our cognitive dissonance yeah. going off, right? You know, like, uh, I can believe in evolution and the Bible. I was like, yeah, if you do it wrong. If you do either or, <laughs> if you do either or wrong. Uh, well, the Catholic can. Church does as a ah, whole. whatever. I, I, I just, I'm just saying. I, I, I think that's. I'm not saying that they're right. I think it's fucking double think. I think it's a cognitive dissonance. I, I, you're like, oh, I believe in both. What, what does that mean? What does it mean to actually combine those two ideas? That God, I guess there's that idea that God guided evolution. Set it in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, with, with the divine hand shaped mankind from amoebas <laughs> and fucking lungfishes over billions of years. And... He made sure that the right squirrel fucked the other <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> and then and then he pushed the Neanderthal into extinction and Homo erectus and all these other species and pygmy people. He just squashed them in the dirt like, oh, I, I fucked that one up. <laughs> that was debugging. You know the crazy thing? This is tangential, but it would take so much more work to guide evolution than it would to just like create everything. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so just hard. Take some fucking clay. I thought you could do that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, it's all it's all allegory. Whatever. Um, one other thing that sort of bothered me about Leviticus, and I, I kept thinking about Kim Davis as I was reading this shit, um, huh. especially towards the end, uh, is that. For better or for worse, and I don't know that Kim Davis deserves all the blame. She definitely sucks. But I think there were plenty of people who were happy to make her a scapegoat for uh, hating on gay rights. You know, like Mike Huckabee sure. and Mike Pence and all those other Ted Cruz and all those other shitheads could be like, oh, she's a she's a religious freedom. It's got to be about it. They want to take away our Bible and shit like that. Like, no, 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 no. no. She hates gays. Like, don't don't come about her fucking religious freedom. This has nothing to do with her trying to be closer to God. This fourth di- this fourth divorced gremlin that she is. <laughs> you know, uh, like I mean, they make they like making those divorce those multiple divorcees their heroes. Yeah, that's they for sure. love them. The more guys they fuck, the better. You know, that's my yeah, stance. Absolutely. Um, but it just and I've heard this theme, and I don't really know how I feel about it, but uh. There's a lot of shit in here that gets you the death penalty. Um, yeah. If a man marries a woman and her mother, well, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. But you know, like, there's, there's very much. If you curse your parents, if you uh, you know, uh, if you defile yourself, if you touch a corpse, if you eat pork, uh, none of these things. It doesn't really seem like God has a level on it, or these are so. big sins or these are little sins. I mean, there's certain different hey, you... claims, but. Well, he goes from, like, if you do this, I kill you. 
if you do this, you have to pay it back. If you do this, now here's the thing. One, the one thing they do all have in common is that if you do them on purpose, that's when you're cut off, right? And again, as we talked about, what, four or five episodes back, being cut off could mean a lot of things. Including it could them mean death. cutting it off could, your whole penis. Yeah, it could mean death. It could mean kicking you out of the they camp. They separate it could you from your people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have ascended. <laughs> God to your podcast. <laughs> um, you know, he who curses his mother and father shall be pearly put to death. The man that commits adultery shall him and the adulterer shall surely be put to death. There's a lot of this shit going down. And if you're going to say, oh, well, gays are wickedness and they deserve the death penalty. And you're like, well, what about people that cheat on their wives? Like, well, you know, God, God doesn't like that, but he really hates gays. I'm like, I don't know that there's a I think you like that and you hate gays. And that you're trying to put your spin on it. But I don't think there's any evidence to really state that. I, I don't think that God... I think God definitely hates gays. I just don't think he hates them more than like an adulterer or... Um, well, know. what does he hate the most? A blasphemer, right? Yeah, fair. Like, why aren't these Christians killing us for making this podcast? A fair point. Uh, why don't you give them your address? Uh, that's my first. call to action. <laughs> that's my call to action. Come get for us. This episode. <laughs> um, Come and take it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy that um, it. That's a thing that comes up a lot in the church. From my background, is that um, the pastor will like to remind you, like, hey, I know we hate gays, but just remember, you know, when you steal something out of the donation basket when it's being passed around that's just as bad yeah all sin is all sin deserves death like oh you oh you stole some money you might as well take a cock right up your ass you're like oh all right okay here's another thing to remember is that christians view sin a lot differently than the way jews do Mm. um so what you're thinking of like in modern days doesn't really apply to a lot of the laws we're talking about and that's obviously a big a big reach right it's a big ask for you to put that aside mm. but it'll become more i mean we'll, I we'll see it as Testament. it goes uh so maybe i can't I, I, i'll fair take i will say that i really can't judge what christians do at this point based on what i'm reading here because i don't really know what is going on in the new testament so i don't have the full story but if i see a motherfucker uh, outside of a troop's you know, like some uh, some uh, some marine dies and they're at a funeral screaming that you know it's because gays did this and they're holding up a sign that says Leviticus eighteen twenty one. Then I'm kind of go okay now you're now you're in my ballpark you son of a bitch. Yeah, and uh, as you've probably noticed, most Christians aren't a big fans of uh, Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> I guess eighteen twenty two. Um, so I'll defend them there. The other way that I will defend them is that um, I think the reason that they get hung up on homosexuality so often is that it is a sin. It's a constant sin, right? To them. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. The lifestyle. I, don't, I get why I get when someone's like, I am going to, I love this man and I'm going to keep fucking him and he's going to fuck me and we're going to take turns fucking each other. And it's great. And we like it. 
And your instinct is like, well, you should feel shame. You should understand your sin. You should feel guilt. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah. not when I'm drinking his cum. And you're like, ah, oh, well, I don't want you. You know, it. It's like it's like when you see kids keying someone's car, and you're like, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing that. And then they take a dump in the air take air intake, and you're like, now I hate you guys even more. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something about when people are gleefully sinning, quote unquote, that might sort of. I guess that kind Fire of I guess that kind of comes into uh, that final what is that Leviticus <laughs> Leviticus twenty six I get it uh, Leviticus twenty six where he's like two. you know if you fuck with me I'm gonna hurt you and let you know that you fucked up and if you continue to fuck up you know it gets exponentially worse yeah and it's the the really fucked up part of this though is that they're still being enormous hypocrites because they're like like oh yeah you know okay so I cheated on my wife. Big whoop! That was one thing. It was a one-off, but then when you those those aren't the kind of things that are a one-off. You know, I think so. Like, the, you're a shitty person, and you're gonna keep doing it. And I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, don't tell me that you're you know, oh God forgave you, and you feel better about yourself now. Kill yourself. Uh, I can't just, wait till we do the New Testament because I don't I don't really believe in forgiveness. I don't get it. That's good. <laughs> no, I, the New Testament is pretty big on the forgiveness. Yeah, I'll well, say that. Um, We'll see. We'll we'll get to it. That'll be something to talk about. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I guess my key point is: Do you think there's such a thing as a uh, for for some of these that do, do you think that having sex with a man as laying with a man as with a woman is the same as cursing your parents? Do you think God feels that way? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's just as bad. Uh, <clears throat> and again, I think blaspheming God is worse than any of those. I think that's the biggest one. Uh, or having having other gods before him, any of that stuff, anything that disrespects God comes before any of our like human related behaviors. Something, something I'm thinking about is: Do you think the Israelites towards the end of Leviticus are still like pumped that they invited God in their lives? <laughs> I like that you said it in such a Christian way. I'm still pumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that they invited God into their lives. Well, they did. It's they like made a, a fucking tr- tent. They 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 create. They worked. This wasn't like God just showed up and forced they, his way into the No, they no, no. They invited shit. they had to melt down some They invited God into their lives the way that a five year old who gets abducted in a candy truck in front of her school gets invited into that truck. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, or invites the invites the truck to pick her up, I guess. Yeah. Like they, they, this was they not They didn't know what the fuck they were getting into. No, 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 no. It's just uh it, it, to me it seems like um <laughs> like God's like, come on. Come on, leave school. I have candy, and she's like, "Well, that's a pretty good deal." Yeah. But then you're then you're getting raped at the park. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> that's Leviticus is exactly the same as the analogy you just gave. Yeah, man, it's for real. I mean, it's it definitely. Tricky. I'm trying to understand when I think of who God is in Leviticus. I really think of like a predator. I think of someone who waited till the Israelites were in a position where they could not refuse him. That they, that he put them in. That he put them you. in. He he literally put them in a position. Even if you take that away, even if you just say that he just washed his hands of them and let them be tortured, enslaved, and murdered, he waited several hundred you know several hundred years of them getting their asses kicked to then show up and be like, "Hey guys, uh, you can come with me, and I'll free you from this place." It comes with some strings. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like. Um, 
It just seems like an abusive shithead boyfriend, some kind of like a Cape Fear type situation. I don't even know what to fucking think of it, you know? For sure. I think then this gives me a thought is that, you know how um, Fifty Shades of Grey is like a fan fiction of Twilight? Uh, I was aware of that, yes. I think it is. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Yes. Don't correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Tw- uh, <laughs> I mean, and that's crazy because Twilight is a fanfic of some mad woman's dreams, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that it would be cool to make a fan fiction of the Bible where God is this bo- creepy boyfriend. Just wearing a leather jacket and like every time she, yeah. like, like, like every time she gets a little bit sick of them, she's like, you know what? I gotta, I, I'm sick of you killing my fucking sons. <laughs> I'm leaving you. And he just like stabs a rabbit and leaves it on a fucking, like stews it in front of her. In the, in, oh, nice. That's a little, uh, that's a little, uh, what was that movie? I, I don't know either. I think it was Glenn, Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. No. Was... Yeah. Glenn Close and Michael Douglas was one. I'm also thinking of that one with, um, who is the guy? It, uh, Fatal Attraction Fatal is Attraction, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm thinking of the one with uh, the guy from MacGruber. I mean, I know he's done a lot more than that, but... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Will Forte? Not Will Forte. What was a movie where uh, uh, Ryan Felipe, uh, some early 90s movie where he <laughs> played a psychotic boyfriend? Oh, no, he was in Swim Fan. That was... He wasn't psychotic. The girl was. Um, he was a swimmer, right? Cruel Intentions, I think it was. No, Cruel Intentions, he was like, wanted to have sex with This is good sister. podcast material. I don't know why we're talking about <laughs> Yeah, movie Lincoln facts. Lawyer. Is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man, showing But her, there was one where he, he played like a brains. mad boyfriend that just wouldn't let her go. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that was probably a biopic. Yeah, <laughs> it was based off the biopic. Bible. Uh, but yeah, it just seems yeah. like kind of one of those things where uh, I just go like, uh, like, I don't. You literally found them when they were at their lowest, and then you're kind of like holding them somewhat hostage, you know? Yeah. Um, it's No, it's terrifying. Like, they don't... The funny thing is, though, they put him in a little box. Yeah, they, put him, they don't put him in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. So, you wanted to talk about the murder of Aaron's sons. What, what are your thoughts there? I guess they ha- Nahab and a Abihu. Uh, Nahab and Abihu. They Abihu. they they were named Nahab and Abihu, lest we forget. Um, yeah. the, it's funny because they cut there. They show up later as totally different characters with almost the exact same names. The Bible's kind of version suspicious. of Seth Rich. But uh. I'll t- I'll tell you about Joe oh Boy. Okay, <laughs> don't you're gonna set them off, dude. All our MAGA listeners are gonna get all riled up. All two of them. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. That's half. That's two thirds of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, it just kind of I, I don't know what to think of it except it just seems so casual. It, it it feels like the Bible treats it as immensely justified. Like, well, of course he just murders two guys without warning for making a fire right. at the wrong time. You know? Are you ready to have their death spoiled? Okay, give it to me, bitch. So here's what we know about the two brothers the sons of Aaron that were lit on fire they basically what was it they they brought the wrong incense when they were doing an offering I mean it's debatable Um, it might just be literally they lit the fire at the wrong time of day yeah so it doesn't tell you anything which is uh, convenient of course and it doesn't tell you exactly what they did wrong it tells you that they're bad guys I guess and then it and then it rubs Aaron's face in it too 
here's a running hypothesis that I love. It's that they were killed because, well, let me me backtrack. They weren't killed. They didn't exist, maybe. They are narratively killed in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So there's an excuse to set up a cleansing ceremony following dead bodies being in the temple. Oh, so because that's just like what happens right after narrative. The idea of having they're like, oh shit, we need to kill something, and then it just so happens that these are also the names of the two sons of a king way later in history that were kind of shamed for something they did, mm-hmm. and the idea, like literally the exact same names. Mm-hmm. The idea is that like it was added, and we're gonna get to that I think in the Book of Kings, mm-hmm. one of the there's King, Second Kings or First Kings. The idea is that these two fellows were used as a cautionary tale way after the fact, um, just so they could set up this like whole death thing. And so it was added, and they picked two random names. Yeah, but not at all random. Know. It definitely. I don't know. I let's wrap this up. But I'm starting to. What do you think the themes are? Like, how do you think God feels about the Israelites? Like, describe their relationship. I mean, I don't think he does. That's I'm not getting that vibe at all. I'm not getting a vibe of like a God and his creation and their like back and forth, their relationship. I'm getting a vibe of, again, retroactively setting up rules based on where you're at now later in time and sort of like pigeonholing, just shoving shit in where you can fit it mm. to make sure that you're covering all your bases and doing a pretty good Fucking sloppy job. And you don't blaspheme and you don't light fire at the wrong time. And also you don't fuck animals and also you don't fuck your sister. Yeah. Which, which, wow. Bummer. This is how you wash a leper, you know? Like, okay. All all these things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I struggle to understand God's relationship towards these people, especially when you compare it to like Jacob, Joseph, Abraham, this is not a God that's forgiving of his people. He's not a God that's put up with anyone's shit. This is a God that will kill his own people a lot. Just likes killing his own people. It, he, this is the kind of dad that beats his son, you know? And yells way too much at the fucking Little League game, you know? Hell Get your head in the goddamn game! And you're like, oh, he's gonna beat But then he tonight. also doesn't yell. He doesn't... He, he's he's non-existent, though, at the same... Like, he's not there. Well, he has his like, moments with he, Moses, like, leave me alone. Yeah, but he only lets Jews. he barely lets Moses see him. He doesn't even talk to his people. These are his people. He he is so terrifying that they have to hide from him. It's it's such a weird weird story, man. Yeah, well, it really gives me the heat. At least we know how long we can keep foreign slaves and that they can be family heirlooms. As long as you can breed them like Pikmin, then you can. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, dude! Throwback (laughs) Pikmin. Okay. Uh... And then also, uh, I'm glad here's, this is here's over. how you can fuck your slaves. Also, here's how you maintain your farmland. Great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad Leviticus is over. I'm not excited to get into numbers, but I know there's at least some drama in there. There's a lot of bullshit, um, like lineage reports, but there's there's some stuff's gonna pop well, off. So we'll we'll make it good. We'll have something to talk we'll, about. We'll do it right, of course. Yeah. As always, we're the best. Ugh. Anything else on Leviticus, man? Is that it? No, I'm glad this shit's done. I'll be glad when all yeah. that's done. Hey, I'll be glad when I don't have I'm to sorry. read the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all you guys had to listen to this. Uh, you shouldn't have. Oh god, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't You're have the worst hype man. <laughs> I 
know. It's always at the end of the episodes, and I just I realize how bad it all is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, <clears throat> all right. Slug. Well, folks, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations or send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. I want to still send you those business cards that I haven't made. No one's reached out to us about those, by the way. <laughs> oh, funny. Shucks. You got anything for the people? Um, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>